hey everyone, I want to introduce to you my friend Sam. Uh, I'll, I'll let Sam tell you a little bit about himself. But um, I, I, last time that I talked to Sam on this, um, he asked me a, a funny question. And I can't, I'm trying to remember what it was. Do you remember, oh. Sam? Dude, I don't remember what I said to you before this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't so remember I'll ask you. <laughs> Okay, go. So, so I'll ask you, are you a cat or a dog person and why? Dog person. Cat, I mean... <laughs> Some have argued that cats are actually from the pits of hell. I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with that because uh, only because my wife's a cat person, mm. but um, I see their argument. I'll leave it at that. But yeah, I love, I'm a dog person. Clearly. In fact, I have two grand dogs. Uh, one's my, my, one, my uh, daughter's dog. One's my, uh, my son's dog. And uh, one's a lab a uh, black lab and the other one's a um, old English bulldog. Mm. And actually my wife and I are, uh, are, are in a weird spot because I'm sleeping with the dog on the couch constantly because he, uh, he's still a little puppy and he needs, he needs cuddles. So <laughs> yeah, I, I love dogs, love dogs. I, I've always wanted to have a old English, uh, a bulldog, oh, an English bulldog. So they're, um, they're insane, man. Cause they, um, <laughs> they they're they're cute as a button and they're super cuddly and affectionate but they are the bulldog is the right because they are like literally he i, I have to when because he tries to get outside because he wants to follow me and i have to do these weird contortions with my body and distract him because he'll just like he's like a tank man he'll just like pull <laughs> through the door it's crazy he's a, he's a tough one to train so far I bet. I bet. I'll have to come. I'll come. I'll have to come meet him sometime. Oh yes. I'll yeah. usually bring him everywhere <laughs> I go. You'll you'll see him sooner or later. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I was going to explain what you do, but there are many different facets to what you do. So, yeah. would you mind taking a, a stab at it? I like to say I'm the maker. I'm a maker of kingdom mischief. That's what I like to say. But uh, I guess that's a sure. kind of a weird title. But uh, I do two things. I got my. I got my. Uh, um, I'm a, I'm the gig economy supreme, I guess. Uh, multiple streams of th doing things. Uh, my one gig is I'm uh, the the pastor over at the Southeastern Wesley Foundation over in Hammond on the campus of Southeastern Louisiana University, and I um the so I hate oh gosh this term this this title is so long it's ridiculous. Uh, um, associate director of uh, Office of Congregational Development Transformation. I I help people plant churches. That's basically what I do. And uh, yeah, that's that's my two main gigs. Awesome. So for everybody at Mid City, uh, whenever I talk about I'm meeting with one of my mentors, Sam is one of the people that I meet with <laughs> at least once a month. Sam and Gloria and um, mm -hmm. pick their brains, and they pick my brain, and it's, I I love. Thank you for all of that. So oh no, yeah. thank you guys, man. Yeah. And yeah, you guys should. I I I don't know if Fernie told you, but like I even wrote about you guys in a book that got published. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, no, you guys are doing some, it's interesting. There's a lot of things you all are doing that we're like, what? And, and it's like, so it's, it's actually kind of interesting to, mm -hmm. to see you guys birthing something completely new and different and um, very unique over in Mid City. Mm -hmm. Well, I have the, that same type of reaction sometimes after we try new stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody's like, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, the reason I brought you on is because we're in the middle of our sermon series, Asking for a Friend, mm. and uh, every week we're asking different questions and wrestling with stuff. So um, the first week we talked about uh, it's important to have questions, 
Mm. And I highlighted how throughout scripture, people have questions all the time. Um, God or an angel appears to them sometimes and, and they respond with a question. How can I know? Or, or how will it be? Or, you know, they always ask questions. And this idea that part of being a Christian is, is asking questions, mm-hmm. not just accepting everything blindly. Uh, last week, we brought on Reverend Brady and mm-hmm. we talked about can science and religion coexist? And oh. so uh, I don't know if you know this, but Brady has become a stargazer. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so he uh, showed us some pictures that he's taken when he goes out to look at the stars and told us all about uh, the constellations and the galaxies. And it was a really fun conversation. But this week, uh, I want to go a different direction, um, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. But, you know, a I've been thinking a lot about, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've been thinking a lot about suffering. Mm. And how to reconcile suffering and God. And so just to give you a couple of examples. Um, so, so my parents got divorced when I was in, well, they got divorced the day before I left for college. Mm. So I was a 18 year old. Mm. But when I was in middle school in seventh grade, I went on a mission trip and the youth director looked at me and he was trying to get to know me. And he said, yeah, so tell me about your parents. How long have they been married? And I told them and I said, well, um, they've been married, I think at the time it was like 20 years, um, but I'm pretty sure they're going to get divorced soon. Like there was oh something gosh. in me that I just knew as a seventh grader that they were going to get divorced. And so when they finally got divorced, even though I knew about it and I knew it was coming, it hurt and I was mm. sad. And and there was a part of me that asked the question, how could God let my suffering happen? Mm. And I've asked those questions you know, whenever I went through a breakup, whenever I transitioned to a new place and I missed home. Anytime there's suffering, I think we ask the question, where is God or why did God allow this to happen? And so I'm curious, your thoughts, have you experienced something like that? And how do you reconcile that question? Oh, yes. Gosh, yes. Uh, I think a lot about my childhood, um, you know, because I think everybody has family of origin uh, baggage, you know, and, you know, for me, you know, I grew up extremely poor. My dad suffered from post-traumatic stress from Vietnam. And so there was a lot of, I mean, there was even one point in our life, we lived in a car for six months. And um, I mean, I grew around, I grew up around suffering constantly. And I really think it's why um, for most of my life, well, at least the first part of my life anyway, I'm 47 now, but uh, for the first half of my life so far, I mean, I was not a Christian. And in fact, my, my, my exposure to religion at all, did a very poor job of explaining to me why all these bad things were happening, you know? Mm. And so I was like, well, this is all crap. You know, it's, it doesn't do anything, you know, it doesn't explain anything. It just makes your life more difficult or, you know, what is, what is a uh, learn later, you know, it's opium for the masses kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as I got older and, you know, obviously a little bit more mature and seeing, you know, life and suffering in a different way, you know, even in my atheism, I, there's just some things that, that, that couldn't be explained. And, um, and, you know, I, I, it's a long journey for me when it comes to suffering. And I will say this, I mean, I, I, any, there is no right answer, I don't think, because um, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I know we talk about the mystery of our faith a lot, but I think suffering is a truly a mystery and not from the senses we cannot ever know. It's just like we will endlessly know and understand what it means. It's, it's just a complex thing. I know people have written libraries about the, the subject of the theodicy. And uh, I know for me, one of the big questions was one of the things that 
changed, well, at least made me start really thinking about it was, uh, you know, uh, it was actually, I heard this question in seminary was, uh, you know, we always ask, why does bad things happen to, to good people? But why do good things happen to bad people? Or why do good things happen to good people? Why do good things happen at all? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's when for me, I'm just like, huh, why do good things happen? You know, and I, I sometimes I wonder, like for me, anyway, I can't answer it for anybody else. For me, that actually was a better question for me because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's super easy to explain why bad things happen, <laughs> I think. Uh, but why good things happen, that's different. And uh, that's really started me really thinking about this. But I, 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 for me, the, the one thing that's really, I, I, in my perspective, I can't get away from the fact that God gave us free will, you know? And uh, I just, I, I, I'm, I've never, I've tried to look in, I've tried to be a reformed person <laughs> at one point <laughs> in my life. I try, I study that theology and it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, how can we say, that, that God is, you know, ultimate good, and yet the Holocaust, or how come there's ultimate, God is ultimate good, but divorce, or poverty, or these, and it just, it just doesn't make sense, and I, and I think what really started clicking in for me was, um, like, Augustine's understanding mm-hmm. of, of evil, how, and this is not a, an ultimate statement by any means, but I love how he, how he kind of painted this picture of, you know, evil is not a created thing. It's the lack of a created thing, you know? And so it's like, you don't look at a whole and say, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's a lack of a thing, you know? So it's, it's a lack of dirt. That's what the whole is. And so when I think about evil a lot, I think about it's a lack of good. It's a lack of, you know, God. Now that doesn't explain everything by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it, it just puts things in perspective a little bit but i i mean for me like with 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 free will i just don't think we first of all i think you know love can't be love if god is good there's no way he's going to make god's going to make us love god you know and so there there has to be some amount of free will in that and i i'm here to tell you i know john wesley was still pretty big about you know God being sovereign, even with grace, even the, 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 the ability for us to recognize God through provenient grace comes from God. Mm-hmm. But even if like, even if like part of us is even 0.5% free will, cause there has to be free will. I don't know how much. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I think that's a lot more than we give credit for and, and like how much chaos that can bring to the world. Do, do you, does that make any sense so far? Oh, it makes complete sense. I think that that's at the core of my answer to that question is mm-hmm. free will. Yeah. And I think a lot of times with suffering, we, we, we look at suffering and we look at it as punishment mm-hmm. rather than consequences. And I think they're very yes. different, right? Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes if we, if we look at suffering as punishment, we assume God is punishing us because we must have done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I remember uh, when Katrina hit, um, were you in New Orleans when Katrina hit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I remember I when a whole it story hit. With that. I bet you do. Yeah. Um, I remember when it hit. There was, so I was in El Paso at the time, and I remember hearing a lot of reports about. Well, of course it hit there. It's a sin city, and there's so much sin that happens in the French Quarter. Oh, yeah. And so it got portrayed as uh, God is punishing the people in New Orleans. 
which like it didn't even hit the French Quarter. I mean, there was water because, but there's always yeah. water, right? And and so I find that part really um, heartbreaking that we look at stuff like that and we say God is punishing us. Mm-hmm. I think I think when we look at suffering as a consequence of human action, I think for me it changes everything, right? So yes. they're suffering in this world in this world because we're humans and we fall short and we hurt people and we make mm-hmm. decisions that hurt other people. So when the stock market crashes, God isn't punishing everybody who works in, in on, on Main Street or, or Wall Street. Mm-hmm. It's it's just decisions that people made that ended up hurting people. Yep. Uh, not just financially, but emotionally, spiritually. And and I think for me there's this big there there has to be this separation of uh, my suffering is not a punishment. Yeah. God isn't trying to teach me a lesson through it. God isn't uh, being mean. Um, it's it's simply a consequence of, of our human actions. So I even look at like cancer, right? Mm-hmm. I have a good friend who died from cancer, like, cancer a couple of years ago. Like, I don't think God gave her cancer. I think mm-hmm. her cancer came from, you know, there's so many chemicals in the air and, and so much stuff that we've done throughout the years. I, I think, you know, it's not God hurting her. No or choosing to pick on her, I think it's just consequences of our human actions. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and then see, now the question becomes, well, okay, now we kind of get an idea where suffering, like why it happens, but where, like you said before, now the, now the question comes like, where does God in all this? Yeah. And you see, that's why, man, I just keep coming back to, I mean, duh, I keep coming back to Jesus, you know? And like, I, I hate, I mean, well, I don't hate, I, I really get a little like frustrated when people try to narrow the, what Jesus did like on the cross as just, you know, this is what it is. And it's like, mm, it is, but it's so much bigger. And you see like when all the suffering that Jesus went through and, uh, and, and then, you know, was resurrected, I think really it tells us a couple different things. It tells us like, listen, I I'm suffering with y'all, you know, this is, even and this is a dangerous thing to say, and I know a lot of people get mad if I say this is like there's actually something about God that like God can't do a few things, you know, and 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 not because he not because God can't. Maybe God won't for God won't. back to our free will, you know, yeah. because once again, if God steps in, in anything of our free will, then it's just gonna muck up this whole, you know, love business. But but God is 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 not only is familiar with suffering; He su- God suffers with us, and then God tells us that there's there's you're going to figure out one day you're going to see that 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 suffering will there is a there was a the suffering wasn't pointless that and that there will be I hate, you know this big term there'll be salvation from it there'll be there'll be uh, you'll be saved from it eventually that all of creation will be saved from it or or freed from it maybe a better way to say it and you know that it doesn't it doesn't like it when you're in the midst of suffering it doesn't it doesn't solve everything but at least gives you the one of the most important things that i think that that christianity is supposed to do well is provide hope that yeah yeah it sucks what you're going through we have no idea where it came from or why we got a few ideas but 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 there is there's there's hope no matter where it ends up there's hope at one point coming 
And I know that's what's helped me a little bit is be like, okay, you know, it's like I'm, I'm suffering right now, but there'll be a point where I'll be freed from it and I'll come to understand it a little bit. And I'll tell you what, you know, being getting I, my wife and I were just talking about getting older, you know, it's just like, you know, you really, you, I really am getting to the point in my life where I was like, you know, that, that, that suffering that I went through, uh, was horrible. Uh, but I'm, 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 you know, 10 years, 20 years away from it now. And I'm like, Whoa, wow. You know, it, it, it taught me a lot. It showed me a lot. Um, it humbled me a lot, you know, which is something Mm -hmm. that, you know, I desperately need a lot of time, but, um, I, and, and that's how I've come to, to answer suffering. And I know like in my, in my one ministry with the Wesley, you know, most of who we talk to are people who aren't Christian and, and some of these questions, you know, come up and, and, you know, I remember it was one, I can't remember who said it, but it was one of those types of things where I was actually, Oh, that's right. I was at an apologetics conference one yeah. time and, um, and somebody who was an atheist stood up and he's like, and he named all these stats about all these suffering people, you know, starvation, this and that. And he's, and he asked that question that I used to ask when I was an atheist is like, where is God and all that? And, uh, and I don't, I don't necessarily like how the dude responded so much because it was kind of a gotcha, but it, and it's a good, it's a good response. If it was, would have been done a little bit more softly, I think was um, his response was, well, God's asking you the same question. Mm-hmm. You know, where were you during these mm-hmm. things and see, and that's, that's what I think that, w- that we as, 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 as Christians, but, but more as humans, we, we don't like taking responsibility for stuff, you know? And, uh, and I'm not saying that, you know, like people are doing all these horribly nefarious things that are hurting people. But once again, I think that we, when it comes to our free will, it's a huge gift from God that, that, that we can take ownership of. And we not, we, I may not be able to solve all of the hunger in the world, but I can solve the hunger that's around me or, you know, or the, or even cancer, you know, or anything Mm -hmm. big like that. I don't have the circle of influence to circle, to, 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 um, to, to, to cure cancer, but I certainly can come to somebody's bedside that's suffering from it and be a little bit of, you know, comfort to them in their time of need. And, and I think that sometimes that's our answer for suffering, you know, is like, it's, it's right in front of us, you know, and, and I know that's one of the big things that in my more immature years, I would say to folks that, you know, cause we all, listen, I'm going to spill some pastor tea, but, uh, but it's like, it's one of those type of things where we all struggle to get people to engage in quote unquote mission to care for people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the, and, and I would always get frustrated be like, see, when I was starving and cause I was at one point starving in a trailer park with, with cockroaches all over me, all the church wanted me to do is get them to come to their VBS. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why don't you, why don't you just come to me and feed me? Or why don't you come and give my dad some mental health care and a job? Or you see what I'm trying yeah. to get at is yeah. like, sometimes the suffering, the, the alleviation of suffering is right in, in front of us mm-hmm. and how we can solve it. You know, I'm thinking about, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find it in this, but I'm thinking about the story in Job where all this suffering happens in his life and uh, his friends come over 
And the very first thing they do is just sit there in his suffering with him. And if I remember correctly, I think it even says that they wept with him. Um, and I just find that, ignore the rest of that book for a second. <laughs> yeah. I find that moment. Because <laughs> for those of you, if you haven't read the whole book, they start like trying to tell him that surely he did something wrong and he just needs mm-hmm. to get over it and all that kind of stuff. But in that moment, they just sit there with him. And I think, some, like you, you hinted at this, but in the face of suffering, the, the, sometimes the best thing we can do is just sit with people and say, I don't know why this happened. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sit here with you through it. And, and, the, yeah. and the same for us who's suffering is, I think, like what I've tried to do, what, one of the hard, biggest things I've tried to do is when I'm in like suffering from something is to seek somebody out mm-hmm. and be like, and share that with them. It's like, man, I, and you know what? I, I can tell you my life hasn't gotten easier, but it's gotten better because yeah. now I can go through a bout of suffering, but at least I'm not alone. And, and for some reason it, it, it does make things easier to get through it. If you, mm-hmm. if you catch what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Well, let me see if I can sum up everything that we talked about. Today. <laughs> the theodicy <laughs> gonna... in one minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, one, we talked about, um, well, I'm, I'm going to skip around. So, there really isn't an, a perfect answer mm. to why is there suffering. Mm. Um, and, and we'll never come up with it. And I think wrestling with it is healthy. But I think one of the other things we talked about was um, when, when we are going through suffering, to try to push away from this idea that God is punishing us mm. for some reason yes. and, and and to begin to look at it through a lens of maybe like there's, there's just suffering because we have free will and mm. we make decisions that, that just affect people. Um, and so there are consequences of human actions, um, not necessarily our actions sometimes. Um, what's that? The, the butterfly effect, right? That's something yeah. that happened on the other side of the world. That eventually affects us here. Yep. Um, we, we talked about that. What else? What else am I forgetting? Well, we talked about um, how some. Well, when it comes to, our, I guess our responsibility or our capability mm, yeah. to yeah. to to participate in the alleviation of suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Adam Hamilton said. Uh, I wrote this down. Uh, he said, "God is the source of hope and comfort in the face of suffering." And then he goes on to say, the way God is the, the source of hope and comfort is by um, uh, nudging us and pushing us to go and be the hands and feet that help, that yes. that serve those who are hungry, that help in hurricane recovery, that help when a building collapses, that that God is present through all those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Awesome. And to just own, and to really, you know, when you get those nudges is to follow them the best you can, because that is the prayer, the answered prayer to somebody suffering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sam, I want to thank you so much for this conversation. Uh, I'm sure that next time we see each other, we'll keep talking about this a little bit. And oh, uh, yeah. for those of you at home, yeah. <laughs> and uh, for those of you at home, I just want to thank you for joining us. I know that uh, you'll probably continue talking about this and wrestling through this. And so we want to offer you a resource. We want you to text the word GROW, G-R-O-W, to the number 225-307-0662. And when you text that, you'll get a text message back, and it'll be a link to a home sheet. It'll include uh, the scripture that we talked about, some of the resources that I've been looking at. Uh, it'll include some of the questions that Sam and I talked about, and maybe some other questions for you to think about. And it'll include a, a plan of action, how to live this out, and how to uh, really wrestle with this moving forward. And our hope is that 
you'll continue to wrestle with these questions and with this uh, uh, topic with your coworkers, with your friends, with family members. So use this as a resource uh, as we uh, continue to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Sam, I really want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, Yeah. thanks for giving me the easy topic. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Well, everyone, I want to thank you all for joining us. And remember, I love you, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'll see you next week. That's good.